0: We live in the age of nostalgia, reboots, and sequels. So, we've grown accustomed to spending a lot of time with certain characters. James Bond has continued on through nearly 60 years, with multiple actors ordering their martinis. The modern day equivalent to Hamlet, Batman, has been recast six times in the last 30 years. We're now on our third Spider Man, and John Krasinski is the fifth. Jack Ryan. You get the point. However, there are some characters who are, let's say, sacred. No one else can fill their shoes. Harrison Ford is Han Solo. You can't just replace him with some dude named Alden, right? Yet this unfortunately means that we as an audience have to sometimes wait a long, long time to see some of our favorite icons finally make their return to the screen. I'm Gareth from WhatCulture.com and here are 10 Ridiculously Long Periods Between Movie Character Appearances Number 10 Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken 15 years In 1980 Kurt Russell was desperate to escape from his Disney clean image knowing he needed a dark and gritty change to avoid typecasting Russell teamed up with his Elvis director John Carpenter to create the iconic Snake Plissken character for Escape from New York However the producers actually pushed for known grizzled action stars such as Charles Bronson Nick Nolte and Tommy Lee Jones to play the lead Carpenter insisted upon Russell, though, and won out in the end. The pair would then go on to work together again in The Thing and Big Trouble in Little China. Though Snake was Kurt Russell's favorite character, it would take 15 years before he'd return to the eyepatch-wearing ex-con. Yet despite having both Russell and Carpenter back in the fold, Escape from LA ultimately ended up as a box office disappointment. What a shame. Number 9. Al Pacino as Michael Corleone 16 years The Godfather trilogy will always have a significant place in cinematic history. The first movie established Al Pacino as a career A-list actor, whilst also giving Marlon Brando one of his most iconic roles to play with too. The Godfather Part Two then led to Robert De Niro's first-ever Oscar win. Both of the two films also won an Academy Award for Best Picture. Not bad at all. But while there is no denying the quality of those two movies, 16 years later, the trilogy was eventually completed with mixed results, let's say. Even with Al Pacino returning to his infamous Michael Corleone character, along with Diane Keaton and Talia Shire, a rushed script and some questionable performances from certain supporting castmates meant that The Godfather Part 3 remains the only movie in the trilogy not selected to be preserved by the National Film Registry. And for good reason, Reason. Number 8. Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown, 24 years. Since his first role in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Christopher Lloyd has played many memorable characters. Jim Ignatowski in Taxi, Judge Doom in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And Charlie Wilcox in Suburban Commando. Okay, maybe not the last one so much. But the one character that people most recognize Lloyd for is undoubtedly Doc Brown from the Back to the Future franchise. Lloyd first played the Looney Inventor in 1985, then came back for the sequels in 89 and 90. So it was a bit of a surprise when the Doc suddenly showed up a whopping 24 years later in Seth MacFarlane's comedy Western, A Million Ways to Die in the West. Well, it should have been a surprise, but one of the trailers. Actually, gave away the cameo before the movie came out. (sighs) Number 7 Ben Stiller as Hal L. 24 years. It's well known that Adam Sandler likes to cast people he's worked with before, including close friends. So anyone tuning into his new Netflix movie Hubie Halloween might not have actually realized the significance of comedy legend Ben Stiller showing up in the opening scene of the movie. If Stiller's character's distinct handlebar moustache seemed a tad familiar in the Halloween-themed flick, that's because the well-known comedy actor was actually reprising his Nurse Hal character from another Sandler classic in Happy Gilmore. Four years later. Abuse one too many old ladies in a nursing home, and it pretty much looks like your career options dwindle down to insane asylum orderly. Though one does have to wonder if he'll even keep that job now. Number 6, Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa, 26 years. Sly Stallone infamously bet on himself when he sold his script for Rocky. Though he did have the foresight to know he was onto something rather special by portraying the underdog boxer, it's doubtful even he imagined the character would be involved in five sequels plus two spin-offs over the next five decades. After 1990's Rocky V was a bit of a disappointment, however, the character was thought to have been put out to pasture whilst Stallone worked on other projects. Yet 26 years later, Rocky Balboa incredibly hit theatre once again, with Stallone returning as the aging underdog fighter in Rocky Balboa. As if that wasn't enough, 9 years later Rocky would also return in the Michael B. Jordan spin-off Creed. Bonus points as well here for Stallone, as with two massively iconic characters on his resume, he also brought Rambo out of retirement in 2008, after he'd last played him in 1988's Rambo 3. Number 5. Karen Allen as Marion Ravenwood 27 years Sure, we could talk about the 19-year gap for Harrison Ford between The Last Crusade and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. However, that character is actually going to miss out on this list due to a technicality. If you didn't know, Ford made an appearance in a 1993 episode of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. So there. Instead, we have an even longer hiatus in the Indieverse, Karen Allen, who finally came back to the adventurous world of Indie and the Gang for Crystal Skull in 2008. Since she missed out on Last Crusade and Temple of Doom, her Marion Ravenwood character hadn't been seen in 27 years. We eventually found out a lot had happened since Raiders of the Lost Ark 2. For instance, she gave birth to Indiana Jones' son, but let's not focus on that mutt for too long. Number 4 Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor, 28 years. For actress Linda Hamilton, 1984 was a bit of a big year. Within the three movies she had coming out, Hamilton found the role she would end up being most recognized for throughout her entire career, Sarah Connor in Terminator. Seven years later, she would also brilliantly return for 1991's Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Due to the intense training regimen required for the role, and feeling satisfied about her character's arc, Hamilton chose to then skip the next few sequels, and so the franchise carried on without her to varying degrees of failure. Terminator 3 decided to make T2's ending irrelevant, The Sarah Connor Chronicles decided to make T3's ending irrelevant, Terminator Salvation attempted to go without Arnold, and let's just not talk about Genesis please. Needing to rejuvenate the franchise yet again, James Cameron was finally brought back to produce and Edward Furlong was digitally brought back for a bit. And after 28 years, Linda Hamilton returned as the older yet still badass Sarah Connor for Terminator Dark Fate. Unfortunately her comeback wasn't a triumphant one though, as Dark Fate all but killed off any hopes of a further Terminator movie for quite some time. Number 3. Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves as Bill & Ted 29 Years it may seem unfathomable now, but before surprise action hit John Wick, Keanu Reeves wasn't really looked at as favorable as he is now. However, fast forward past 2014, and we're looking at one of the coolest guys on the planet, I tell ya. With three John Wick movies and counting, Reeves breaks the internet with seemingly every movie makes. Capitalizing on his re-emerging popularity, it has finally become time to revisit some of Reeves' most memorable roles. With a new Matrix film in the works for 2020. 18 years after the third entry in the series, and rumors of a Constantine sequel. But first! Reeves and his partner in time, you're welcome, Alex Winter's excellent Bill & Ted characters were triumphantly brought back for 2020's Bill & Ted Face the Music. It's been 29 years since they took on the grim reaper in Bill & Ted's bogus journey, and their return seems to go down pretty well with fans, with the flick holding a solid 82% at this time on Rotten Tomatoes' Tomatometer. Number 2, Harrison Ford as Rick Deckard. 35 years. In 1982, Harrison Ford had solidified himself as an A list leading man with the likes of Star Wars and Indiana Jones on his resume. Director Ridley Scott had already made a name for himself with Alien and The Duelist, too. Combining the two obviously was a recipe for box office gold, right? Fast forward through multiple releases, director's cuts, and final cuts, and we now know that their eventual collaboration, Blade Runner, did not actually end up lighting up cinema theatres in the way we imagined. However, it did eventually establish itself as one of the most beloved cult classics in sci-fi history. After a mighty amount of time had passed since that underwhelming theatrical release, however, Ridley Scott finally decided to return for a sequel, though he turned the directorial duties over to Sicario and Arrival director, Denise Villeneuve. With Harrison Ford agreeing to sign back on as well, audiences were treated to the return of Rick Deckard after 35 years with Blade Runner 2049. So it's just a bit of a shame that 2049 also eventually underperformed at the box office. Damn it guys! Number 1. Everyone in Star Wars Up to 36 Years When you have a beloved franchise that has been ongoing since 1977, there's always a good chance quite a few iconic characters will be brought back into the fold further down the line, especially when the Star Wars sequel trilogy decided to go all in on nostalgia. First we start with the big three, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill. Last seen in Return of the Jedi in 1983, Leia, Han and Luke all returned for 2015's Force Awakens. Peter Mayhew's Chewbacca also disappeared after Episode 6. Until reappearing earlier than his other original trilogy pals in 2005's Episode 3. Though divisive in how he was brought back, it was also pretty cool to see Ian McDiarmid return as Emperor Palpatine in The Rise of Skywalker, 14 years after Revenge of the Sith. Until he opened his mouth, that is. And the longest gap of them all, Billy D. Williams returning as Lando Calrissian in Rise of Skywalker after 36 years. To do pretty much nothing. It's a good thing. Excessive nostalgia regularly leads to critical and box office success, right? Right.